Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, listeners, to ADAP's podcast, 365. ADAP is every day and every way. Today, I'm so happy to welcome Bilal Cosme, my guest on the podcast. Bilal Cosme is with Sahara Cares. Bilal, please tell us about what you do and more about who you are. Thank you so much, Rima, for having us. It's a pleasure to be on Podcast 365. Um, my name is Bilal Cosme. I'm the Elder Care Specialist at the South Asian Helpline and Referral Agency, also known as Sahara. Um, Sahara is a approximately 30-year-old community development organization based in Southern California that assists the South Asian community as well as adjacent communities and all communities with health and healthcare access. Um, we work on DV and sexual assault, elder abuse, uh, citizenship, immigration, social services within Southern California. I've been with Sahara for three years now. I initially started off as, um, as someone that worked on collaborations, um, but now I am the elder care specialist. So I specifically work with seniors in the community that have been abandoned, abused, neglected. And this can be by you know, um, someone in their family, a caretaker, system, the institution, we see all different types of cases. Excellent, Bilal. I'm really, really so thrilled to have you on today. Uh, I know we're going to learn so much from you and um, all the services that you provide, uh, you know, to our respected elders and even community at large. You know, I want to ask you also, uh, Bilal, uh, who, uh, I want to know more about who your, the interview presentation is intended for today. Is it more for the first generation South Asian community members? Or is it more for senior or mature senior adults? Um, I believe, well, since as Sahara, we are an organization that combats all forms of abuse, whether that's systemic, institutional, interpersonal, familial. So I feel that our presentation or our conversation today should be geared towards the general public, everyone and anyone. Absolutely. Excellent. No, that's, that's so perfect because even for our services at ADAP, we, even though it's Asian American Drug Abuse Program, uh, you know, we were born out of the 70s uh, when we had a number of youth uh, die from drug overdose. However, today and all through these years, we're geared towards the community and everyone in the community. Um, as we also know, drug abuse does not discriminate. Uh, so wonderful, so wonderful to have you on. And let's, let's get into our first question. Uh, for some of our bicultural listeners, just as I am as, as well, I'm half Malaysian, half Pakistani Indian. Um, you know, we've grown up in immigrant families and I'm sure uh, many of the communities, they can relate Bilal to our South Asian uh, family dynamics. I'd like you to first share, um, you know, which groups of people are considered South Asians, especially in our beautiful Southern California, South Asian diaspora and, and uh, community. So technically speaking, um, someone from South Asia or someone having South Asian heritage mm -hmm. would be either an immigrant or the children of immigrants um, that could be first, second, third generations um, from either India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, Sri Lanka, um, or Bhutan. But sometimes South Asia also encompasses Burma, Myanmar, and Afghanistan as well. Um, but however, the way our, the diaspora is of South Asians, um, 
we have people of South Asian descent who are in, you know, Indo-Caribbean, um, who are East African, who are also like yourself from um, Indonesia, Malaysia, South right. Asians historically um, settled all over the world. Excellent. Yeah, I just, um, in a little insert there, I remember years ago, about 20 plus years ago, I had uh, made some very close family friends and, you know, we learned that they were South Asians, but from Guyana. It, it, the mix is so awesome, so amazing. Um, yeah, wonderful, yeah. Yeah. wonderful. I love that you, Bilal, uh, you and Sahara Cares provides those kind of services to the very wide range of um, South, South Asians that reach all across the world. Definitely. Wonderful. Um, thank you, Bilal. Can you please tell us about what are some effective ways to reach others who speak different South Asian dialects? Uh, both you and I, I'm so happy, we both speak Urdu. So I just said that um, Bilal's Urdu is, you know, much, much nicer than mine. Um, and uh, Bilal, please, uh, please tell us. Um, sure. So we, um, our staff is very diverse. Um, and what's very mm -hmm. important about Sahara is that keeping that in mind that the South Asian community is so diverse, Absolutely. linguistically, yes. religiously, culturally, ethnically. Um, we are uh, a very diverse group of people. We're not a monolith. So it's very important for us to keep in mind when reaching out to communities that we try to do so in a manner that's culturally appropriate to, you know, these communities, these linguistic groups, religious groups, ethnic groups, cultural groups. Um, our staff currently speaks Hindi, Urdu, Bangla, Punjabi, Gujarati, Tamil, and Telugu. Um, so we speak some of the major languages right. of the subcontinent. So it's very important for us to have staff that are familiar with these communities, that are from these communities and invested in these communities when we're doing outreach. Familiarity is a very important key Absolutely. in getting trust of community members. Um, so I can go ahead and say that in Urdu now as well to or attempt to say that in Urdu. Sahara esa idara hai, yani ke esa sansta hai, jahan hum is cheez ko bahut zuri samajhte hain ke South Asia ke jitne bhi communities hain, zyada se zyada hum unko represent kare, unse hum apne services ya jo hum unko मदद प्रोवाइड करते हैं हम उनको दस्तयाब करें या दें तो इसलिए हम ये समझते हैं कि ज़बान और ज़बान समझना हमारे लोगों का ज़बान समझना उनसे बात करना बहुत ज़रूरी है हम हिंदी उर्दू बंगला गुजराती टैमल और तेलुगु बोलते हैं तो ज़्यादातर जो मेजर लिंग्विस्टिक ग्रुप्स हैं या जो ज़ुबाने Zabardas, Zabardas Vilal. Excellent. Um, well, this, you know, leads me into actually something Kelsey, my coworker, she brought up, uh, Bilal, that um, we're kind of going to, you know, link that to the, you know, our pandemic that all of us have really, really um, was just extremely challenging for us, for many uh, we suffered from. Uh, Kelsey brought up that there, there is a, um, that CDC and even translate COVID.org translate co translates COVID-19 prevention information into 50 different languages, but 
many people, many of our community members, they may not know about this. So Bilal, share with us. How do you conduct this outreach? Um, even again, when, you know, like CDC, you know, these are some really big uh, websites and uh, organizations. They have the translation services out there. We don't know about them. So um, during the beginning of the pandemic, we created a lot of social media videos, mm -hmm. um, as well as flyers <clears throat> in three of the most widely spoken languages in the communities that we work with. So even though we do speak some of the South Indian languages, um, yeah. as well as uh, Bangla for our Bangladeshi community, what we encounter in Southern California the most are Hindi speakers, Urdu speakers, and Gujarati speakers. Yeah. Um, so what we did was we went ahead and made um, several right. videos uh, about COVID precautions, COVID care, um, what to do, what social distancing is, how to um, enact social distancing in our surroundings. We made those um, videos in each of our um, the languages most commonly spoken. Yes. And we then went ahead and distributed those videos on our social media. And WhatsApp is also commonly, as you probably know, is very That's commonly cool. used by especially the elderly members of, of our community. So we <clears throat> were able to distribute those um, both verbal audio video messaging as well as written flyers in um, the native languages as well too, to get the word out there um, as to what COVID is, what the basic awareness and precautions um, and safety measures are um, regarding the pandemic, <clears throat> as well as the laws at that time. The laws were constantly changing um, rules and regulations surrounding the pandemic and yeah. social distancing, the you know, stay at home orders, the safer at home orders. So we were able to translate all that and get, get the word out into the community. So that was one effective way um, that we were able to communicate what yeah. the CDC was trying to say, right. um, but more in a culturally appropriate and specific okay. manner. That's right. You know, I actually, uh, when uh, uh, Tammy Sheikh, who is uh, my dear sister and friend who connected me to you, Bilal, um, I went online, you know, I did my little um, investigative research and your video with Sahara Cares came up. The one where you are speaking, I believe you, you are speaking Urdu. Sometimes the dialects can cross over. But mm -hmm. um, you're speaking Urdu and doing a wonderful video on how to wash your exactly. hands. Yes, I remember that how one. To wash yeah. I sent it to my mother. Mom, please forgive me. But mom said, oh, I don't do it quite like that. <laughs> I said, aapko karne chahiye, mommy, because Bilal ne aise bola hai. <laughs> yes. But my mother yes. must do it like that because Bilal said this and he's the specialist. <laughs> um, no, but excellent, excellent video. I, I hope Thank with you. the podcast, I can put the link, share that video. You did a wonderful, Thank you so wonderful much. Yeah, demonstration. Thank you. I love you know, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Bilal. Sure. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. You know, I know. I just wanted to say, even for the WhatsApp, absolutely, with all my halas, my aunties, um, my peace and love to all of them and my cousins, we all connect through WhatsApp. And it is one of the best ways. I love that Sahara Cares used that method. Yeah. Definitely. So, ये बहुत जरूरी था हमने ये समझ रहा था उस वक्त के भी कि काफी सारे you know information जो है या जो जानकारी है COVID-19 के बारे में ज़्यादा हमारे community को दस्तियाब नहीं था या उनको मिलना बड़ा मुश्किल था 
काफी सारे अफवाह भी फैल रही थी कोविड नाइन्टीन के बारे में कम अज कम हिंदी उर्दू गुजराती और बंगला में हम ऐसे वीडियोज बनाए जाके ताकि ज्यादा से ज्यादा हमारे बरादरी वालों को मिले उनको समझ वो लोग समझ सकें कि कोविड नाइन्टीन क्या है किस किस्म का खतरा है और इसे किस तरह हम बच सकते हैं bilkul sahi baat hai to to translate bilal said that it was you know of optimum optimum of value and almost vital that these videos be translated um and communicated through whatsapp uh it has really ravaged not only just india many of the other countries even europe you know we we know about this in italy and so forth but at least for the south asian uh diaspora yeah sahara cares really did just a plus move to um put that kind of uh you know used it as your other self um self your other social media platform super effective bilal and then another thing is is that um one thing that we see with our community is is that many of them um there is this myth of the model minority that the south asians um yes do economically or socially better than other immigrant communities or other communities of color correct in america which is necessarily true we have a huge undocumented um community we have many people that <clears throat> work in the service industry and rely on you know day to day labor yes. and work in order to feed their families That's and social distancing wasn't a, a social distancing was a privilege for many of our community members absolutely um for example people that work in the grocery stores they work in restaurants they you know their uber drivers their ride share drivers um they still had to continue their work in order to put food on the table um so it's very important to get this messaging out for them especially very very crucial we have hundreds and thousands of essential workers in our community Definitely. and um yeah what you did was is uh you and Sahara cares and your team um really priceless Bilal, thank you so much for that. Which leads me into my next question, actually almost perfectly. And in this, um, in a way, not that I want to say unfortunately, but yes, it can be unfortunate because COVID, there is no doubt, uh, like um, many things, it does not discriminate. How do you reduce the rumors and myths? I can really relate to this. And it was actually super scary for me. I don't have to go into who it was, but people who i love i love um and i care for and vice versa you know um to encourage certain people to get the vaccine and you know to deal with these rumors and myths and old wives tales per se you know how did you you know we know about some of them bilal uh, becoming infertile and altering the dna goodness you know what will happen in the future if i get this vaccine you know am i going to like morph into something exactly. um you know this has this been even also one studied enough and also how did you deal with that i'm sure that came up well, of course it did, definitely for sure um constantly you know during our initial um messaging in the community whether it was talking to community members because our services were still continuing throughout the pandemic um right. we were continuing to provide all the services we do to elder abuse victims domestic violence victims social you know sexual assault survivors yes. um as well as community members who need to navigate the social services throughout the pandemic we continued our work and as a matter of fact our um the amount of care and support we did had increased so much 
um, throughout the with our social messaging and video messaging, we were very, very keen on, on saying, please do not listen to rumors. Um, there is the resources on the CDC website. Go by that. That is the only source. There is translated information out there. Um, WhatsApp can be a good thing, but at the same time, it can also be a bad thing as well, too, because there's like these endless circling forwards of ridiculous, um, Ridicu uh, um, ridiculous rumors. Yeah. Exactly. So right. constantly, you know, a lot of it with that, um, thankfully, you were also able to do a lot of um, education in the community. Like what is actual news? What is it, you know, actual news? What is fake news? What is, you know, what is a rumor? Right. Is this something that you can verify from a trusted website? So educating community members, that also took place as well too. So we were constantly just communicating with them and expressing to them that only go with, you know, what the, what, you know, the news, particularly trusted news sources are telling us right. um, and to go with what the CDC is saying. It's really unfortunate also throughout the pandemic or during the beginning of the pandemic in South Asia, the pandemic was also very highly politicized and it Absolutely. took um, an extreme communal turn um, in, in nature, the, the pandemic, it was used as an excuse to kind of persecute or demonize certain ethnic groups and communities that the governments of those countries might um, yeah. ill intend towards. So we were definitely, you know, also communicating with community members that Corona, you know, the coronavirus isn't specific to any particular religious group, ethnic group, linguistic group. Um, it can affect anyone. Um, so it's, you know, better to take greater precaution for yourself and your loved ones. So that was very important in communicating that to community members as well. Excellent, excellent. Bilal, thank you for that. And uh, really, yes, that's super important um, how you navigated those, you know, rumors and myths that are definitely, you know, flourished seemingly quite a bit when COVID really hit. And we're continuing the practices. Um, our office is now you know, we were, most of us were working from home and we were only right. seeing clients in our office on an emergency basis. Right. But now that, you know, the restrictions have been lifted, we're starting to see more and more clients and come into yes. the office more. Yes. Um, however, we still have a mask mandate in our office. We still Excellent. wear masks uh, at all times. I'm right now, I'm not wearing one because I'm sitting in a separate yeah, office. By yourself. Right. But just, just, you know, we understand, especially working with vulnerable sections of our community, oh, many people are still prone to a lot of illness. So we still do carry out the mandate, mask, mask mandate in our office when dealing with clients and dealing with one another as well. Oh, that's so excellent. Yeah, no, I'm totally uh, behind you and support you and am with you on that. It's really great. Um, super happy, you know, Sahara Cares uh, does that also at ADAP. We're really still implementing a lot of safety measures Dr. Yelba is actually our doctor on board and um, she's been wonderful in advising our HR department. So uh, it's, it's really excellent you know, to have that kind of um, support and protection. Um, is this something also Bilal on the radar for you know, your client population? Uh, does this uh, interfere with you know, like when you outreach to the groups, um, you know, the idea of like the new strains, does it, does it sway them in any which way maybe to get the vaccine or even still have fear of it? I, I was hoping you could tell more about that. Um, <clears throat> keeping in mind that we have to respect folks' anatomy over their bodies and the agency sure. over their bodies, we can't sure. force them. 
um, you know, uh, to get the vaccine or not to get, get the vaccine, but the most we can do is encourage them and yes. educate them on the benefits of the vaccine. Yes. Um, and, you know, just as you might have come across people that are, you know, anti-vax, so have we. Um, sure. But again, it's just educating them um, and letting them know um, that these are the benefits, these are the guidelines um, throughout the pandemic, especially with our elderly population, as well as, you know, vulnerable community members that aren't aware of how to book a vaccination or where to go to get vaccinated. Um, we were booking, through, going through the, the city websites, the city health websites, going through booking their appointments for them and even accompanying them to their, to their vaccination. Wonderful. Something we were doing throughout the pandemic, just to make sure that they were comfortable, you know, if they didn't have English capacity, didn't understand what was going on, right. or didn't have like, you know, the, the, the tech skills to go ahead and, and book the appointment. Because initially, if you remember, it was very tedious just, you know, on the LA City website, it was very right. tedious to even get an appointment. So yeah. helping them through that process, getting them um, <clears throat> uh, appointments uh, and accompanying them was something that we did throughout um, to make sure that, you know, those that wanted to um, but did not have the means were able to get vaccinated. We also partnered with Joy of Sharing um, here in Norwalk, California, mm -hmm. and they were able to administer you know, several thousand vaccines, um, not only to the South Asian community in Southern yeah. California, but yes. adjacent communities as well too. So Sahara was very implemental in um, facilitating um, the vaccines there and getting word out and encouraging community members to come and get um, vaccinated. What I think was helpful was that as Joy of Sharing is a um, South Asian organization as well, um, that, that familiarity of where people go went prior to the pandemic, a community center was very important um, in, um, in getting, gaining people's trust and getting the, right. their vaccines done. Right, excellent. Wow, that's, that's really important. Yeah, so you really also, I mean, I know that, but you, you're your efforts are also um, really strong and just even just being there as support staff mm -hmm. for your clients. That's really beautiful. And, and many people need that. Even, even for someone like me, like I was, both my husband and I, we were a little bit unsure of like, well, okay, what do we do? You know, but mm -hmm. we just, it's, it's nicer when you have, you know, staff like at Sahara Cares that can help you through that process. It's wonderful. Again, being culturally and linguistically sensitive. That's excellent, mm -hmm. Bilal. Thank you so much for that. Um, we've come to our basically our final question, Bilal. Um, you can help me with the word in Urdu. So for some sure. of our listeners um, who will enjoy in our mother tongue language, um, what are some of the hopeful and prevention words you can tell our listeners, Bilal, who may be depressed or you know fed up, frustrated, I'm sure all of us have felt that. Some of us have, you know, um, may have not experienced uh, an actual death, but there are many, many who are grieving loss and it's a direct, you know, direct loss within their family or friend circle. Maybe you can um, translate and give us the word. I'm not sure of the word of hope in Urdu, but um, <laughs> Please tell us. Um, so 
the meaning of Sahara is support in both Hindi and Urdu and many of the South Asian dialects. So that's one thing that many people can remember is that we're here to support and we are here listening. Right. Like those are the very basic things that we always reiterate to the community that Sahara is here to support and we're always listening. Um, and that, you know, our name, it means support. Um, yeah. And we have lots of resources to the community members. You know, we have a 24 seven hotline um, we provide assistance with uh -huh. mental health, social services, again, domestic violence, sexual assault, elder abuse, citizenship, and immigration. Um, so community members are free and welcome to call. Our phone number is 562-402-4132. Um, Sahara, hum log sab ye jante hain ki Sahara ka kya matlab hai. Sahara ka matlab ye hai ki hum aap ke liye madad karne ke liye tayar hain. हम हमेशा सुनने के लिए तैयार हैं और आपके साथ हैं आपको कोई भी किस्म की मुश्किलात हो आप हमें फोन कर सकते हैं हमारा फोन नंबर है 5624024132 wonderful bilal this today was so uh, so special and i hope um, you know we can um, provide this podcast as again means of support of education and of hope and um, Sahara Kelia, you know, for that support that uh, that you and the staff, your executive director, all of you provide um, to the communities at large. Bilal, I have another question for you. This is a bit sensitive topic. Um, there is, you know, quite a bit of um, denial, I believe, when it comes to drug addiction, to drug use, to alcohol abuse, any kind of addiction. I am very curious and I want our listeners to hear about, you know, any feedback you can give us on drug addiction and um, anything you have come across in your caseloads, Bilal. Um, thank you. I think that is a, a very important question, Rahima, that you touched upon and a very yes. vital question. Yes. Um, I think addiction and substance abuse, like many other issues in the South Asian community surrounding abuse, so whether that is domestic violence or sexual assault Absolutely. or, you know, ex any type of exploitation that takes place, um, I think that these are very, very highly stigmatized topics of conversation. Um, and community members don't very easily come forward to talk about neither of these issues, whether it's, you know, in, you know, being abused or, you know, being a substance abuser or being a family mem member of a substance abuser, someone struggling with addiction, um, there is a great deal of stigma. People don't want to openly talk about it. They're afraid that um, this information will get out in the community. They will be shamed. They might be, you know, boycotted. People will avoid them. Um, so it's very important for us to always reassure community members, whatever service that they're trying to um, seek out or any type of help that they need, that all of our services are 100% confidential. Um, Absolutely. So we keep that all that information, you know, amongst us and the client. And we do have resources for support for those struggling with um, substance abuse um, and addiction. So it's definitely, it is an issue in the community. It's something that is very rarely talked about. Um, and we saw that during the pandemic, there was a huge increase in various forms of abuse that was taking place, as well as addiction. People were at home. There were higher tensions in the home. If you have an abuser in the household, um, people were in lockdown, safer at home. So 
the rates of violence went up, the rates of abuse went up, the rates of addiction went up. Um, so therefore keeping all that in mind, we constantly assured our clients that we are here, all their services are confidential. And you know, whether we were able to help them in house with our mental health um, therapy and counseling services, which we provide in long-term case management or get them outside help in, in referrals that they need to tackle substance abuse and addiction, whether it was with themselves or a family member. Because we also understand that substance abuse and addiction um, affects other people as well too, not just the person themselves that might be addicted or have issues of substance abuse. Wow, Bilal. You know, we have a motto at ADAP that we change lives and save families. Um, you do the same thing. You change lives and you save families. You save individuals even. And, and uh, looking at these, um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. And then looking at a lot of these issues, they, they are, you know, they're interconnected. Absolutely. Um, definitely. When we look at issues within the South Asian community or other adjacent communities, when we look at issues of poverty and we look at issues of discrimination, institutional abuse, racism, we see that issues of domestic violence, sexual assault, substance abuse, right. addiction are all interconnected, right? right? So one thing that we really value at Sahara is working with clients on a long-term individual basis and providing a holistic form of support and care to seek out how we can resolve their issues because it's not usually just one issue, there's right. several. There's several. There are, there are several layers, absolutely. Definitely. It's almost like, you know, in our, in our substance uh, in our treatment programs, how I've always seen it um, is that, you know, to me, like our treatment, it's our core of ADAP below. But when we go through the rehab process, uh, it's almost like peeling the banana. Definitely. Different layers, different layers, different layers of peeling, different layers of healing as well. And, uh, very and it is a long-term process because many people that we are working with, they have trauma that's often intergenerational, yes. you know, something that oh. they've been going through. It could be a very young person um, who's recently experienced trauma or abuse, but it could be also a person who's um, experienced that type of violence um, since childhood. Absolutely. So yeah, it takes long-term, to. It's, it's a very long-term process. process. That's why I believe in long-term personal care to unlearn and undo a lot of the trauma that people have. Yeah, many times it's not something that just happened yesterday. It comes mm -hmm. from very deep ingrained roots from childhood, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And is, is there anything else you would like to leave us with? Um, it was a pleasure, Rahima, um, speaking with you. Um, I also look forward to working with you and your agency more in the future. Definitely. Um, and again, Sahara is listening and we are here to support. Wonderful. Bilal, thank you so much. And uh, for you listeners, please, if you have any questions or need any support, please contact Bilal or any of the staff at Sahara Cares. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bilal, thanks again. Thank you, Rahima. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.